Hi, and before we get to today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. Tired of drinking out of a boring tumbler? Want to make your morning coffee cup one of a kind? Expand with tipsy tumblers. You can special order cups, shot glasses, bookmarks, rolling trays for your cigarettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can get one with a picture of a special someone or one with Spider-Man. The options are endless. You can upload your own pictures or pick from her selection of design. With Valentine's Day coming up, this could be a great gift for that special someone. Or even just for yourself. Hey. <laughs> you can use the code GAMES2023 at checkout to save 10%. You go to angeltipsytumblers.myshopify.com. There will also be a link in the show notes. Now on to our episode today. Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Another mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hoverton, and who's on a random island in the sky with me tonight? Here in the form of a roo, it's Dan Melman. And here, bumping along, it's Dominic Chikoki. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome back. And it took us months to me to finally make this happen. <laughs> but we are here to talk about, is it Yeast 2? Is that how you East pronounce two. it? Yep. East 2. Ancient East Vanished, the final chapter. Definitely <laughs> the final chapter. <laughs> Which is the second half of the first game, right? Pretty much. Yeah, kind of. Okay. And I played Maybe the whole Steam version, which is the... Oh, this game came out in developed by Nihon Falcom. The original version came out in 1988. The version I played, I think, is a 2009 PC version of Steam. Or PSP. I don't even uh, know. Let me look that up. I mean, it's it's a... East 1 and 2 collection, and the collection has been ported over and over and over, you know, and redone and remade. And, like, the P- PC version dates back to, like, 97, but it's, it's been re-released and redone, like, okay. 2009, 2013, I think, is when the current Steam version came out, yeah. Yeah, but the Windows version of East 2 it's based on came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, this time, played the PSP version. I've also played the DS version. I didn't know this one came out on DS. I thought only one did. Well, it was book. It was one and two together. Okay. Does it play the same as? Does it look the same as the PSP version? And everything. To my understanding, like that that version of East One and Two is different. I think it has like weird bosses that are different, and like the look is not as crisp. And I also remember there being some bugs. Like, I, have a, I have a very clear memory of getting stuck inside the uh, the ending of East Two, like in a, in a building with no exit. Oh, okay. And no one to break walls down. Correct. It was yeah. I, I had to actually just warp out of there. Thankfully, I had enough magic. Hmm. That sounds odd, but the, yeah. So I'm not surprised. The Windows version is actually the only one I've really played of this. Oh, and and the Turbo Graphics version. Yeah, the DS is supposed to be like the worst version of it. But I've never like got the actual original PC88 version of this working the way I had with one. But I don't know. I, I like the Windows version. It's nice. Find Tommy Wiseau's grave. Yes. <laughs> Exceed. You know the. Uh, XC took a turn at uh, localizing them for the PSP Steam versions, pretty much. Mm. And they had a lot of jokes that uh, they, they are wont to put in there. I'm just glad that there's an easy way to, to buy this and play it. Because, like, mm-hmm. Steam was nice and easy for me. Yeah, it's it, they've, done, they've done a good job of making this stuff accessible and available. And I hope it stays yeah. that way. Well, now XC doesn't own the, the U.S. license. Now it's uh, NIS America. NIS America, which they've done okay. But not quite as well. Like I think eight yeah. came out with a pretty rotten translation enough to yes. say like patched in a new one. Yes. But hey, they're at least trying. Like they did patch in a new one. And, and NIS is is the one taking on the brunt of localizing all the Legends of Heroes games right now. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like we're getting all of those, which is nice. I mean, XC tried, and their success was mixed at best. So good on NIS for pumping more money into it because that's like the series that needs to be localized the most at this point. There's so many of them. (laughs) I've never touched any of them. One day. I keep telling myself one day I'm going to play that series, but I got so much. Like like it is, it is Falcom's like life work at this point is just to make the most intricate, complex JRPG story. Well, that's the (laughs) problem there. I I know this isn't a a trails podcast, but they're, they're so good, but also there's like 14 of them now. Yeah, and they're so long and so interconnected. It's like it's less like saying you should play this video game, and less like oh, you should read all of the Wheel of Time book. Um, it's like a harder recommendation at this point. But I like that it exists and has been so consistent in its quality yeah, for people. It's, it's so intricate. 
Wow. And that's like you have this E series that's just like kind of the opposite, where nothing truly oh. connects between except for a couple scant things. But it's, it also has a lot of that intricacy. Yes. And I, I know we can get into that later when we talk about the story, but there's so much lore in this, and you end up, if you go through the series, you end up learning so much about even tiny little names mentioned. Like, there's an area that's called, like, the, the Shrine of Toll or something um, yeah. early on. And Toll just, like, shows up as a secret character in a later game. Like, there's that level cool. of detail everywhere. Like, you learn who Toll is and why. Sure, a boy named Tarf shows up somewhere else or something, too, right? Tarf? I'm not sure. I'm actually playing <laughs> in the background and just freed Tarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tarf is surprisingly a character that stands out because he has a personality and, like, a whole like a whole thing to him. Where well, I found <laughs> that's it. not the, the biggest thing in this series so far. <laughs> well, I found it interesting that this game... Well, one, this game is a, essentially the second half of the first game because mm-hmm. it takes yeah. place immediately after the first one and you wake up somewhere else and you have all the books that you got from the end of the first game and then you have to go put them in some temple or something or some sanctuary. Yeah, all the temples that have been interconnected from mm-hmm. all the, the gods and goddesses of the of the land. Yeah, and the the, the like the priests. Six priests. Yeah. Yeah, the priests. But the game pretty much plays the same. It's the same type of combat. Run around, bump mm-hmm. into enemies, hurt them that way, hit them, don't hit them face on and I mean, it worked well, except in this one, the big change is that you get magic. You get a few different spells, one being the main spell being a fireball spell, which you use for everything in this game, I swear. Yes. For all the boss fights, which I... A lot of bosses, yeah. I don't like that, personally. I don't like it as much. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay I, with I, it. Magic feels like such a big change from the first game and such like a necessary, important thing that's kind of amazing. It, it's like, A, the second half, and B, took only a year to really get going. It just feels so much bigger. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you say it's the second half of, of the game. It's more like the second two thirds. Like <laughs> it's so much grander and more complex, and that's kind of why I like it less overall. But still neat. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, really go for two thirds is probably a better way to put it. I mean, there is a lot to this game, which was it was bigger than I expected when I was mm-hmm. trying to play through this for the show. But it, I ended up like at first I wasn't enjoying myself. I don't know. I just was getting my ass handed to me, or I just felt very weak, and then. After a little bit, it, it clicked eventually, and I got back into ease again. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. The the opening, like, mine connected to the network of temples um, is a little confusing. Oh, I had to use a map. <laughs> okay, I literally, okay. Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's a classic. Just, like, you get lost in a maze and just keep going into rooms you don't need to be in. Yep. Oh, yeah, I literally <laughs> pulled up a map because I could not fucking figure out what to do for the life of me. And I'm like, well, this is annoying me, so we're going to pull up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just um, good luck getting everything you need in those first couple areas. Well, I'm sure it'll get easier and easier as the game goes on. There's definitely nothing confusing about the last few dungeons of this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played this twice because the PSP version has the eternal and complete versions, right? And I, mm-hmm. I'm crazy enough to want to do both because I, I like this game a lot. And the second time around, it's like, oh, yeah, the heal ring. I didn't get that. I just completely... I didn't get it. it either. Well, yeah, we talked about that. And like the first time around, it. I got it, and it was helpful. But it's like I I didn't need it. <laughs> also, the 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 max level is much higher in this in this one than it was in the first game. Yeah, it's like fifty plus. Yeah, which was yeah. super fucking useful. Yeah, it feels nice too. I I I really love the bump combat. I'm just it's just about primacy to that that I just really really enjoy. It fits yeah. the era. It feels mm-hmm. great. It it's gone in three and then back in four. Just, I guess, people liked it and missed it. Yeah. And I don't think any of the others, like, I, I would totally be into, like, a new East with bump combat. Like, see how oh, that feels yes. in 3D. Have, like, East 10, now that's, that's announced? Oh, man, if they return to bump combat, I would be so into it. <laughs> just, just, like, crashing, crashing boats together. Ooh, that's, yeah. oh, my God. In this day and age, I cannot see us going back to that. I mean, I, I want to play Skull and Bones. Try it. I yeah, I mean what what does Falcom care about the day and age, right? <laughs> I don't know, the combat's simple. I mean, I, it took me a little bit to remember, like, yes, I'm playing an old ass RPG, so I have to like I mean I pulled up a guide pretty quickly because you have to talk to certain people to move the story along. You gotta get right. you know, there's a lot of hidden items that you need. Like, you know, at one point you need a you need a random fruit and you need a flower that's in the mine, like mm-hmm. I missed. I mean, little things like that, and I'm like, I have to remember I'm playing a game from the from the you know the late '80s. Like, you need I need to look up stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I looked at a guide a little bit. 
What were you going to say? Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was going to oh, say, like, gonna... look... You go. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at a guy just for, you know, a couple things I wanted to check on, like, boss strategies, and I was kind of surprised at, like, how many other things are also in the game now of, like, oh, talk to these people, there's, like, a cooking system, and you can get all this kind of food, and uh, uh, there's a bunch of stuff for you, too. And, and in the Windows version, there's, there's like, dating sim meters for every NPC in the game. Yeah, um, yeah that's wild. You, and if you max them out, you get, like, little hood ornaments you can put on the screen, and they wiggle according to how the screen scrolls. It's it's <laughs> so dumb, and I love it. <laughs> okay, I didn't do any of that. I mean, I did give people an, a power or a couple things a couple, once or twice, but one by accident, but I didn't. I was like, okay, I just didn't care. Yeah, and their dialogue changes if you hit them with fireballs. Oh, I, um, I saw that by accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, on school. <laughs> it does nothing, but I'm so glad it's there. <laughs> I was it's also just, glad that also... you could really level up in this game. Because like we said earlier, they, they raised the max level, and that really helped me because I was struggling in this game a few times, and I was able to just, near the end, I just grinded for like an hour, and then the game was, you know, not nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, when do you think you get the Alter Magic, like halfway? The Alter Magic? Ultra Magic like, that's the, the one that teleports you? No, the Alter Magic turns you into a Rue. Oh, uh, I would say half. Yeah, I would say halfway. Yeah. Well, that's so, like when you get to the ice plat- ice area. I think it's it's the fire area right after with the Rue Village. No, it's the ice oh, area because you, can talk, area. you can talk to all the all the people in the ice area. Oh, just, that's like, right. Avoid that's also, yeah, I wouldn't even say halfway. Then I would say like three, a quarter. Yeah, before that. And, and that's the thing. Once you get that, it doesn't take much MP and demons talk to you instead of fighting you. So... Combat's sort of optional in a lot of ways, other than the yeah. experience you get. Oh, I murdered all of them with the Rue. I would put on the Rue and attack them. You can do that? Yeah. Oh, no. You can, you yeah. can bump into uh, them as Rue and murder them. They go, what are you doing? And I'm like, die. Ah, nah, nah. So. Okay, don't guide Tarf into the poison area, I guess. He won't go in there. I tried. Uh, he went in there for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for me, he said, I can't go here, and he left. Well, I sure wish he did. <laughs> oh, he died. <laughs> oh, yeah. He died fast. Yeah, there's still always a couple points in this game that I still have to, like, really think about what I'm doing. Like, that, the Rue Village is a really good example of, like, how do I do this again? Also, do y'all notice that, speaking of how weird and detailed this game is, there are, there's one monster uh, in the ice area where every time you kill him, it's another generation of that family. So it starts, like, the third, and you can get to, like, the 20th. Oh! <laughs> Ooh, that's awesome. I love that. Little details. Also, the like, game... The ice area really reminded me of Soul Blazer for Super Nintendo. I can see that's that. Just, that's how what I game? got it. Soul, Soul Blazer? Blazer? Yeah. Sure. I like Soul Blazer. Soul Blazer has some some Falcom vibes in general. <laughs> like, that's what I felt. I'm like, oh, I'm playing Soul Blazer again. Like, it was just, it was cool. I liked it. I Besides the mines, I enjoyed the different areas. Okay, the castle did get to me because it's so fucking huge. The yeah. Shrine of Salmon or Shrine of Salmon. Yeah, the monster place. There. Where they're having a meeting about how they're going to murder you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, as it's you're so in, as you're you know sneaking around killing everybody in the town. So and and then when you talk to them, they start talking about how like like legends about you come up. It's like oh, they say his hair is dyed red with the blood of his enemies. Uh, getting that reputation and like seeing how terrified the demons are of you is pretty cool. It was interesting. Like, okay. <laughs> it was a very interesting concept to have, to have these, you know, where you have to disguise yourself to go into a monster place that's right across from a human town and then sneak or, and then, you know, do whatever you want to do in there, which would mean murder everything. Did you ever is... get a chance to fight those guards? Yes. And I got mm-hmm. the, the, Steve, the steam achievement for, do, for killing them 10 times. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a wild thing. It's like, once you can do it, it's it's really satisfying. <laughs> yeah, they're strong there are strong like that. Like one yeah. one, in, one even in the ruins at the beginning. Just some of that really satisfying leveling and power curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. But back to the idea of being able to talk to demons. It it makes the later dungeons also feel like towns because yes, they're labyrinthine and you can get hints from all the demons. And there's such a focus on making all of these weird mazes feel like places in the world, which is something I really appreciate. And it, it, it actually does a better job of doing, making the dungeons feel that way than the towns themselves. Cause you don't spend a ton of time in the towns unless you want to. Yeah. Unless yeah. you want to give everyone flowers and figure out your life. <laughs> and that's like, 
like that last town area is so much, so much bigger than in like you really need it for. Mm-hmm. There's so many people to talk to and so many places you can like visit and like learn about like the abandoned house. You I don't think, think I, I didn't talk to people unless I had to. You wouldn't think that would be the most populous human town, like right next to where the demons are. Right. <laughs> yeah, you think it would be a little more like field or something? Like, no, the demons are just right north of us, like you know, a few feet. Well, I mean, I love the sense of like because this this game is really good about like okay, the first game is all about getting these books and doing all the stuff, and you're kind of really limited to where you can go. And then the second game is like okay, we're gonna put all the books and put them in their place, and you're gonna kind of visit kind of a similar area and then the game just opens up after that and gets bigger which is just so cool as like a a scale thing right it's like i'm so used to it being one thing and now it's so much bigger i don't know where it's going to go Mm -hmm. and and you get like you know having the ice level and the lava level and all that in a video game is normal enough but there's (laughs) some cool hidden lore where they're like oh yeah we we wanted to protect the the weaker towns so we the goddesses change the ecology of the land to change what kind of demons can survive and move through the world. Um, oh, that's cool. Just, yeah, it's neat. <laughs> I mean, a little thing that, I mean, there if you want to find it, like I could have seen myself as if I would have played these games as a kid, getting really into the lore and the world and things like that instead of playing it when I did play, or <laughs> I just mm-hmm. wanted to play through it. Yeah. Also, like going back to the whole Rue thing, there's a whole section of where you are cursed to become a Rue forever. And very reminiscent of a link to the past. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Turning into the rabbit and just kind of being forced to exist as that for however long you need to. It, it's very fun. And I did Zelda get inspired by East a little bit. Maybe right. <laughs> well, they were they were two big series influencing each other. So probably a little bit. Yeah, Zelda is like eighty six, I think originally. Mm-hmm. And and we we probably don't have Zelda two without like Xanadu. You know? Yeah, probably. Like Zelda two was. 87 yeah mm-hmm. but both nintendo and falcom are figuring out how to take the the wizardries like the the western rpgs that japanese developers are so enthralled with and making them more accessible to console gamers not just console gamers obviously because falcom's working on pc but a larger audience right like to the point that wizardry is almost a japanese series more than it is like a western series at this point yeah, there are a ton of wizardry spinoffs in Japan. I, I just put the Japanese PS2 one on my PS2, and I'm excited to give it a go. Yeah, I think the last one of the last ones that came out in the in the West is the PS2 one, the the first one, Forsaken Land or whatever it is. But yeah, we we have okay. How do we take this and bring action games into it? And you have both Falcom yeah. and Nintendo going hard on that and in some similar some very different ways so it's fun to see the two series sort of warp and change over time in parallel is the yeah, like, P- is the pc engine of this game a lot like how this one is still like the same type top down or is that different yep okay yeah uh three three is the only one where the remake is is dramatically different well three and four three's okay. in the style of six four is in the style of seven that's interesting <laughs> But those are also like the wildly experimental phases of like where three was a side scroller, and I think four was the one that was kind of outsourced to different developers. And it's like try your best. Yeah, they. <laughs> so the the PC Engine stuff is done by Hudson, the the company that made the PC Engine. But they weren't working from a game that was already finished. Like they were going to do a simultaneous release between the Super Nintendo version outsourced to someone, the PC Engine version outsourced to Hudson, and the Genesis version that Falcom made on their own. And the Genesis version was canceled. So we don't have the canon version of 4 until Salsetta, which is a remake of a game that never came out. Oh. <laughs> um, but that we have these two alternate takes on. It's like... That's weird. Confusing, but kind of neat. Yeah. Because I, th- I think Mask of the Sun is considered to be the, the first, like, the real one. And then there's also Dawn of East, which is also mm-hmm. just there. Which I've played. <laughs> I played. I like Dawn of East a lot. Such a strange series. Yeah. It really is like, and it's interesting because I had no interest in playing any, you know, either of these games until Dominic had approached me early, way earlier this year about, hey, let's do Ease one and two, and then, you know, and then I forgot about Ease two for a while. <laughs> now replaying it, you know, like yeah, it's also I felt like this world felt it felt very like everything went well together, like the puzzles worked well with each other and were simple enough. I mean, they were a little annoying to figure out sometimes, but they were simple enough in, in the world itself. Like, oh, get a yeah. flower and put a flower here to make an ice bridge to get across, like little, but it fit. Mm-hmm. And you have an. Like, that's a fun, memorable thing. Like, oh, we're going to freeze the air to 
create this this bridge and the ice area is so pretty. It is. Um, the music yeah, is so good everywhere. <laughs> Yuzo Koshiro, classic, just oh, composer, yeah. classic soundtrack. And you have a, a main villain throughout majority of the game. Gilsine is his name, I think. Or is that Rathbane of Ascension? You have some villain, uh, guy in a black suit, trying to kill you. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. You reminded me and a lot of cutscenes, even. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do got to say the boss fights were majority of them were pretty damn hard. Even the first one with the red guy with his arms closed, you got to shoot fireballs into his chest. I had a hard. Yeah. He took me a couple mm-hmm. tries, but he wasn't too bad. There was. It was the one that comes out of the wall when we all come out of the wall. The one that is like a spider that would lay spider eggs. That thing was a fucking bitch to beat for me. Is it the one in the fire area or the one after that? I think it was after that. Where, where it's like the, the guards and the and the queen or whatever working together? Oh, okay. That was hot. That, that one? No, that was before that one. Yeah, it was the fire mm-hmm. one then. You're right. Okay. It was just that's the really spider. hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having to like, wait for the guy to open his mouth and like shoot the fireballs into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, oh, okay, no, that yeah, that one was a bitch too with the big centipede that comes mm-hmm. out of his mouth. I had a really hard time with that one too. A lot of the boss fights were very challenging in this game, yes. which is the same as the first. I, you know, okay. and, and there's the added complexity of having the magic. That's um, what made it hard. <laughs> well, you can also have like the homing attack and like how the homing attack upgrades too is really cool. Just with the different the, idols you get. Oh yeah, yeah hawk and whatever the hell the other one was. The falcon. I going back to how this game does storytelling. I, I like how the magic is part of the story. Like it's, it's coming from the same power. The demons are, the demons are made of magic. Yeah. And oh. At the end, as you damage the final boss, Darm end up losing your magic, which is why he doesn't have it in the next game. Oh, but, that's like, cool. Then, yeah. And, and then and all magic is gone. And the East comes back to earth because that's what, that what was keeping East up was magic. And you wouldn't see they that? all die when the world, when the Island came back to earth and crashed and nah, they're okay. Okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, it must be floating down real nice and easy. Like, doo, 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 doo. Did you like the, the fact that like the the characters from the first game just showed back up for a minute? Yeah, and they're like, we're all descended from these priests. I mean, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's there were some cool elements to the game. I mean, that I did enjoy. Like, I, I, I mean, I found it weird there was a lava town, but I thought that was cool. You know, like just living next to a pool of lava. But hey, yeah, I mean, lava's rich in minerals, right? <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> You probably don't remember because it was so long ago, but we did the East One podcast and the lower part of the mine. You're like, there's this weird dead end here. Did you realize that that's where you meet everyone before you go off to fight uh, Darm at the end of East Two? That same area? No, I did not. Yeah, you end up back in that temple. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just this like mysterious area where you're like, wait, what? what is this? It is cool how, how connected the two games are. I, I do like that concept. I mean, mm-hmm. there were a lot of, like, the, the Monster Temple plays, like, as much as confusing as it got with the labyrinth and the sewers, like, I got the hang of it after a while. Like, I, when, like the guy would tell me, oh, I'll go to this spot, I would know how to get there pretty well, plus I, getting lost meant more and more levels, so it wasn't the end of the world for me. Was it, at least on the PSP, there's, you could just throw on the HUD, and the HUD just tells you which sector you're in. Yeah, that would have been, Same I, I could say, I could tell. Did you not know that, Mike? No, I didn't. Yeah, L one uh, shows like your stats and everything, and oh, uh, and where yeah. you are. Yeah, I didn't know that. That would have been nice. How much XP you have? How much HP you have? I mean, the, uh, the, HP, the HP and everything is at the bottom of the screen. But yeah, that other other stuff yep. would have been nice to know. Yeah, it, it also shows your class, which is always swordsman. And right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the escort mission with Tarf, and his class is rascal. And you can yes. see that he has the black pearl. Also, he's holding a cactus for some reason. That's fun. <laughs> Why not? I don't, I don't, and this like, game's got the, kind of a dark story like the first the first town you have a girl that you have to save that's going to die oh, at yeah. a young age if you don't get her the medicine yes right. the a mythical disease number seven where just she's sick she's you know vaguely weak that's the thing like if if you're so isolated then the people on your continent are isolate are uh cut off by monsters and the people under you are thousands of miles under you like <laughs> yeah. what are you gonna do you lose the one doctor I mean, thankfully it was a doctor, I guess. Yeah, Dr. Flair. You might see around in the future. Damn it, Tarth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting, yeah, like, like, yeah, you know, I had some dark stuff you do to get a rescue a kid that got kidnapped by the demons. Like, you have a bunch of, like, I mean, again, it's not an R- you know, RPGs, but it just felt like to me, like, okay, this is a little dark, but it's interesting. Yeah, like, I don't, like the escort mission has such a high chance to be annoying 
but I was, I don't know, I was thankful that it didn't take too long. It wasn't too over the top with how annoying it was. Like, oh, you, gotta, you gotta defend him from, like, demons and stuff a little bit. And he can definitely die if you're not careful, but it doesn't take too long. Or if you ignore him, he dies too. Yes. As you said that sentence, Turf died, like, three times in my game. I'm doing that <laughs> part right now. Uh, <laughs> I killed him a couple kid. times because I kept, I think I walked off screen too far for him. So I was trying to clear mm-hmm. clear enemies, and I and then he and then I'd walk back, and he'd be and there's nothing there because I made sure everybody's dead before. But yeah, he would just die anyway. Tarf, so he's a little jerk. Plus, he's spunky. <laughs> he is spunky, and he's like, yeah, Goblin Man's my friend, which is always a fun trope. Just I mean, like, like he's kind of trapped here too. As the game progresses, like the whole you, when you get to the when the last towers, you're trying to rescue this girl from the main villain that you've seen throughout the game, and like cutscenes and stuff, and and the guy to curse you. And he ends up, he wins, he kills her. Like, he does the ritual and kills her. Mm-hmm. And you find her dead body, you know, as you're going through the cat, as you're going through the tower. Like, I thought that was, it. like, I thought that was an interesting take. And, like, the way you get the really good sword is you find the guy, her lover, or fiancé, in the sewers. You go, well, since she's dead, I don't need this anymore. Here you go. <laughs> like, well, you the thing with that, too, is that they're all, like, frozen in stone. And you have to find the way to, like, free them all, too. That was cool. I mean, he's a good villain. He, he's got, you know, he's pretty dastardly. You know, he tries to kill, you know, he curses you. He puts him in stone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's having fun <laughs> and it actually affects your progress. And the East, uh, East feels like it's in trouble. Yes. Which is always nice. Having a villain actually control the plot and do things is always a really nice thing in a story like this, where it's like it, it's not the thing that really is driving you along necessarily, but it's nice to just have something that keeps stringing you forward. Yeah, and it's also cool that Dallies is not the main villain. He's like not the final boss. It's just oh, there's something deeper and stranger behind all of this. I remember with... what was happening? I beat it a couple days ago. <laughs> well, well, Darm and Darm's weird because he's like he is the Black Pearl and the source of all magic. And different versions of of some of the later games imply he's human, and others are like, no, he's just like this demonic power of evil. There's just like this weird satanic force opposing the goddesses that you never <laughs> quite understand. Okay. Like, just like, Ad- like Adol himself getting all these legends about him that may or may not be true. <laughs> Here is Darm and all the things about him that may or may not be true. I want to reiterate, I, I love the framing device of this series that it's like, this is the greatest adventurer who ever lived. This is what we learned from his travel journal- journals. And there can be an infinite amount of those. It's so cool. It's a really I mean, nice way to just tell that story for endlessly. Some people compare it to One Piece, where it's just like the, these characters sailing around all these islands. But I, I also just really like Adol. He's he's the hero looking around for the, these different religions' prophecies of great heroes. She's like, might as well yeah. be me. Probably me. <laughs> like he's he Mad hair. Max, basically. Yeah, I have red hair. I've, I've killed a few gods. I can kill a few more. <laughs> and he talks in this one, too, a little bit, which is weird. Does he? In the cutscenes, in the very beginning, it's like, "Who are you?" Oh, Aww. that's right. It's oh, it's right. such a weird thing. Where it's like he doesn't talk. That's this whole thing. Well, it's, like, it, it's it's weirder in the Turbo Graphics version. I, I remember this now because Lilia, the the girl who saves you and later you save, has voice acting, and Adol just has a text box. Right. Like, <laughs> he's a silent protagonist, but has dialogue. Right. It's like weird. the game. At least the later games are also very clear about like using narration to speak for him. Yes, which is really funny with voice acting. If and when we get to Oath and Felgana, it's like people will be having a conversation and then it'll pause and this stately old British narrator will be like, this is what Adol said. Adol described this. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have whole conversations that way. Yeah, and it's also the funny thing, like, these are his journals, so he, he's just talking about himself this way. Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes sense. It's like, oh yeah, I, I described, I, I did this, I told him about this. But but the narrator is reading, assumingly, from the script itself. So he's the oh. one that's saying, Adol did this. Oh, is that an older Adol, you think? The narrator? Or, but like, or at least the narrator is like uh, meant to be like just reading from the journal itself, I always imagined. I say that, too. Like, oh, I go through the north. Kind of reminds yes. me of the, the Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics games and Vagrant Story, where everything in that canon is loosely related, but from the books of the same historian. Uh, yeah. And you end up finding... That, oh, this historian's family is actually involved in the story, and he has an ulterior motive and is kind of an unreliable narrator. That That's a lot more complex than what East is doing. That's um, another series. I, that's another game I really need to replay, because I, I played Tactics once, but it's been, it's been, God, like 15, 20 years. I, Those are hard games. 
Yeah. They're so hard. I don't think I like it. It does so much cool stuff. Very, very challenging. I also never beat Tactics Advance, which I played it multiple times, but I've just never been able to get through it. That's going to have to one day. I got to change. I love Tactics Over, which just got an incredible new remake. Never played that yet. I need to play that as well. So I would cool. just played it by Tactics. <laughs> I was happy that in the last the last two bosses aren't magic related. You have to just hit them, bump them with your sword. And it, like, you know, the big villain that you think that you're fighting, that you've been hunting down, like you bump into him. And I was like, I am happy to bump again because yes. I was I didn't like all the fireball stuff. I'd rather just I want to run into them when they're when they're open and just hit them with my sword. I like the fireball because it feels like a legitimate like alternative, which is nice. It, it does. And it's a nice it, change. I mean, it's a yeah. way to make the game because the graphics are pretty much the exact same game. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not a big jump from one to two. So adding the magic was the necessary change. Yeah. And I do got to say that mirror palace that you end up in on your way mm. to the final boss was really damn cool. I really love, I like that idea that he's in like this crystal mirror place and he's seen people mm-hmm. from before. Not everything is real. Like I, I really like that. And then the people from the first game show up and give you a harmonica or something or, yeah. And, and have a shield. Like I thought that was a really cool mm. touch to connect them. And, uh, and, and it was in retrospect, it's pretty obvious, but the, the mysterious twins from the first games are like avatars of the goddesses. Oh That's yeah. It's fun. And that was the that was the girl you kind of like save and talk to in the first game, like Fina, just kind of like, oh yeah, this is my destiny after all. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the, the final applied. boss that you guys are talking about. I mean, you when you do fight him at different parts, he is just the pearl. He's just a oval ball you got to run into with wings. Yeah, yeah. Use the black pearl. You're like carrying him around sometimes. He's the key to this power and all this there's, badness. And, and there's something so satisfying too, like turning on that um protecting shield and just kind of like ramming at him to see like can your magic and your hp outlast his yes i definitely found him a lot easier than uh dark fact yes yeah same he was much easier than than the other game was but um, but, there, but that just that ability just kind of be like yeah come at me this is so like it, 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 there's a tensity to that because you can you can restore your mp you can restore your hp once at least in my version because you can't use items unless <laughs> you're in easy mode which is totally fine. I could, I could, I could switch. I had my three herbs. I could switch out my herbs. And if I needed, well, except in the final fight, I didn't need to do anything because I was so over leveled because I got lost. And then I also purposely right before the end area, I just was, I just started leveling. Like I had time to kill and I didn't want to go through the game. Mm. I'm like, I'm just going to level up to like 55. And it's yeah, like nice to grind in this game because you're just walking around, especially in the Windows version where they explode into this viscera. Oh, that's great. You just got to be careful. Make sure you're not stupid and don't pay enough attention to your health because you can right. die and there are no auto. It doesn't auto save. So, yep. And those sure two does. nights in the in the last dungeon area that you can beat, you know, 10 generations or whatever to get an achievement. That's really cool. They also can fuck you up still. Yeah, they did. If they caught, I mean, a lot of enemies, if they catch you, they will still murder you. You just have to make sure they don't, you just keep bumping them till, so they don't catch you. Yeah. And they glow white in this game before they attack you, too, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that that's a change in the Windows version, which is, I have mixed feelings about. Where... I mean, I get it, you know, it not having it, but it, to me, it was cool just to have it, because sometimes I go, oh, should I better move, so. But also, you don't really need to worry about the facing, because if you're moving diagonally, uh, you'll, you'll win that. <laughs> yes. It's not a bad change, and they definitely refine it in later games, the whole flashing white thing. It's nice having this universal telegraph of attacks. Yeah. I just really like the feeling of trying to outmaneuver enemies and getting just the right angle to approach them, and this doesn't have that as much. Um, no, because you can kind of just run at people and then the fireball. and But, it, I mean, it was still, like, I had fun playing the game. Ooh. Yeah. It's not an oh. issue. I just kind of like how one feels more. Yes. Did you did you find did you discover the fun of just casting fireball? Because once you get the homing thing, it'll just home into an enemy nearby, and you can I... start kiting enemies on different levels that are like you cannot access otherwise. No, I never did that. It's so fun. It's just like there's like you know because it, it renders the world like around you even if you can't like touch it right, and so there's just the enemies that are just around you that you could just cast fireball and just kill them and level up that way oh like no i never did that that's cool that's fine. yeah that, that was such that was like an early way that i was like leveling in like the ice area because it's like this is still really hard to get through so let's just stand on a ledge and just see who i can hit so getting lost in a game like this is why i like metrovanias too that are more vanias because when I, I like i'll get lost in games constantly but as long as i'm 
earning experience, I don't mind. Like in this game, I was yeah. lost in the mines. I was lost in, in the in the demon town. Like, but I got so much experience that it didn't matter to me. I was, at least I was getting something for my trouble. You're still making progression, then yeah. You know, and, later and on, I'm, it'll be easier. It's nice. Yeah, as long as I'm making some progression, I can. It will push me to go through a game. It's when I'm no. It's like that's why I have a, sometimes have a hard time with like roguelites or platformers because I just can't get good enough to do it. Right, and you need that, that crushing sense of having everything kind of go away from you after you, if you die the wrong ways. And that's why I don't play yeah. them as much unless I can cheat. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and and I get that a lot with shooting games, uh, shooters. We're like, oh, if I if I miss that dodge, the only way I can improve is to change my strategy or get better. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I was a big RPG fan as a kid like i again as i said earlier i wish i would have played this as a kid i would have i wish this would have been on super nintendo mm. because i, mean, I would have played it what would have been nice is if they had released the ps2 version out, outside of japan those don't look great <laughs> no is I mean, it the same game it, it's before the windows version i'm pretty sure well no it's after at least after? after the first after the first couple versions of the Windows because oh, I found it. First. Yeah, no, this wouldn't have worked for me in PS2 because it I would have been kind of over it. If this would have run oh, on Super sorry. Nintendo, which I would have played on Super Nintendo and really enjoyed it. Because like E6 on on PS2 works pretty well. Oh, it's just this version. Yeah, I I like that. Another East tangent, but I I like that for the PS2 <laughs> version of E6 they uh, composed a new soundtrack and people are like, no, this game has like the best soundtrack ever. What are you doing? So they created a secret dungeon that you don't really get much for doing, but where they could put this whole new orchestral soundtrack they recorded. Oh. <laughs> Which That's is fine. Funny. Like, it's not great. But, like, I, I, it just sucks that for a long time that that was it, right? Like, this series has been thrown around to so many different people that, like, in the West, you had East 1 through 3, and then Konami randomly decides to localize East 6. Well, yeah, 4 and 5 didn't come here. And 5 was a Super oh. Nintendo game. Yep, five Super Nintendo game. It's not great. Oh, that that makes me sad because again, that's something that I think would have made me want to play this series and and care if I would have had that. And the fact that like I'm just being introduced now, like I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't have like any. Yeah, I'm looking up. I just looked up East Five. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I would have played this. Yeah, it, it's like, fine. It works. Like the, the thing is that like a lot of these, like even like the DS version, which is considered like the worst port of this version that got localized, at least. It worked for me, right? I played it in high school at the right time to really fall in love with mm-hmm. like what it was doing. Yeah, I I think I saw like a Game Informer piece on the the best Turbo Graphics games or, or like rare games, and East One and Two came up, Makes and I sense. looked and looked for a way I could emulate it, uh, and ended up finding these versions, which had fan translations. They were some of the first fan translations I played. So th- th- these are actually the first versions I played. Okay. Although you know, four, three older versions on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like for I, me, it was, go ahead. I distinctly remember turning on my space heater because I felt like my fingers couldn't move fast enough on the cursors to to beat a boss. And then I played the Felgana fan translation and was just in in for life. Okay, I did try Yeez two or Yeez one at some point. Cause I'm looking it up right now, like the PC Engine. I don't know how the hell I tried it, but I know I tried it, and it was just too ugly for me at the time. I just <laughs> didn't stick with it. I don't That's, remember I mean, what system. It was emulation of some sort. Probably Master System or Nintendo or Master System version. Yeah, yeah, it might have been Master System because I would have had I would have had access to that, and I, I have no interest in Master System. I played it like, a couple times emulation, yeah. but I mean, for me at least, you know, playing the DS version was such a eye-opening experience because it's like, oh, that's cool. I'd love to play more of this, and that was like the exact time that XC was just getting these uh, the PSP versions off the ground, and we're like localizing a bunch of them, like. One and two, seven, Oath and Falgana, the Legend of Heroes series there was being under their tutelage at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a PSP for all that stuff. Like, it was the exact right moment to get into this. Yeah, F- Falcom, I-, I mostly associate with the PSP as well. They they went. Yes. That was such a great place to be a U.S. fan of, of this developer. The DS version mm-hmm. looks fine. I'm looking it up right now. It's a different HUD and different, like, way. It, it looks a little different. Yeah, it has- but it's not. Ter- I mean, has an extra boss too, I guess, in the in number two that I didn't have, or one of them. But I've heard it has an attack button unless you're using touch controls. I don't remember. Okay. I, I I I might have just used touch controls because the bump combat was so fucking cool. Yeah, it just kind of so ramming into people. I hate touch controls, so I wouldn't. Ugh, I'm a, ugh, I'm terrible. I hate all Wii controls, touch controls, 
That's fair. I want just a controller or I'm not interested in your game. Like I'm playing no more so, heroes and you, I mean, I'm playing on PC. So, I mean, I have a mm-hmm. controller, but you can see like all the different like parts where it's like, Oh, you know, press left and right or do this. Like would have been the Wii stuff. I'm like, I'm okay with this on joystick. At least I'm not doing it with a damn Wii mode. Does anyone here play vampire survivors? <laughs> yes. a, a little bit. Way too much. Is, is it, is it, is it spiritually similar? Not really. No. <laughs> it's just a bullet like hell. Just, where you're just, moving around. There's no attack button. If, if I'm correct. Yes. But everything is all your abilities are all idle. Yeah. And it's right. ranged. Yeah. So, so so you're not bumping into people necessarily, but you're having that idea of like I can just move around and just kind of zoom and yeah, you're just zooming around and watching your projectiles and like your AOE things that are next to you kill everything. I feel like I might like that because I I would find it similar enough to what this does. A lot of people love it, I, and I get why. So give it a go. But like I just wish there were other games that just did it so directly. Just just bump into them. Just mm-hmm. just just go. Just ram into things. Who cares? Yeah, I, I would be so into like a throwback East with combat. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, but I would have such a blast with it. How does this compare to the first game for for y'all? Better. I, I, it really? was better. Okay. I mean, I like the I like the fact there's extra stuff, but I mean, it was fine. It's I don't intricate. like it. There's go ahead. I don't like it nearly as much just because one has this density to it, and you can beat it in an afternoon. Uh, like maybe I would feel that with two if I played it more. But I, I played one like probably a dozen times, and I played two maybe three times through. It's kind of like T one versus T two. I also like T one more. I I usually I like Terminator One quite a bit more than T two, but here at least it's like East Two is so much bigger and there's so much more going on and like the sense of progression is so much better because I yeah. like when games are like okay complete this big objective because so many games are so rote in that okay you'll complete the big objective and that's the game like returning the books could have easily been like its own thing right mm-hmm. then it it just sets you out into the world after that and it's like oh I don't this could go anywhere. It's definitely much grander. I, I understand why so many people prefer it. I, I just love... One feels like such a great speedrunning game to me. Yes. Um, and this doesn't get me in quite the same way. Genre and the progression is definitely as a, fast. I'm underappreciated genre. And the progression isn't as fast. Like, I, I like that you only have the ten levels in one. Where yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to level up here and here and here, and you can route that out. It just doesn't hit me on quite the same level. I can get that. I mean, I enjoyed the extra leveling and, and the other stuff that it gave, that it let me do, but I... I, I completely get where you're coming from. You all should try four. Four four is a direct sequel to this, and really, I kind I want to play Oath of Felgana now next. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's, that's the one, one of the to. best video games ever made. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think that game is so phenomenally good. I'll have to try it. I I, I played it. I, I played the P, the PSP version, and I liked it. But I'm curious if the the Switch version will like enhance that for me or something. It sounds like most of the enhancements are already in the PC version. They have new art in the same way Chronicles does, which looks mm-hmm. fine. It seems like a lateral move from the screenshots that came out. The Switch remaster was announced like literally three days ago. Like It just happened as of recording <laughs> right. of this podcast. Which means it'll be a year or two maybe before we see it in the West, hopefully. We'll see. They, I mean, sooner. it's already translated, right? But XC did it, and NIS is not, you know, where's the, where's the, where's the handoff exist, right? I bet they could buy it pretty easily. I, or does does Exceed try to put it out again and be like, look, we can still do stuff? Oh yeah, no, that's I, I wouldn't mind that <laughs> because that's what they did with uh, Legend of Hero or Cold Steel one two on Switch. Oh okay, like, so yeah, yeah, we can still I, put I can stuff out. See Exceed doing that then. Uh, interesting. Whatever story makes it work with uh, with the Exceed release of Oath and Felgana, which I, I like. I I have a feeling we're going to do Oath and Felgana, so we'll talk about this more in the controversy. They bought the fan translation and polished it up. NIS just did with uh, Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure that kind of set that idea of, oh, this fan translation is good. Let's just use it. Uh, yeah, it's really a, it's a big it. precedent to set. And, like, you know, there's there's so many fan translators that go underappreciated. So I, I, I'm glad that they try it. I'm, I think that's worth, you know, elevating those people to be like, no, you can do this like for money now and for like, you know, as, as your career beyond just the labor of love that you're doing. Yeah, because some people really make great stuff translated, so... The controversy is that the, the person who actually implemented it in the fan translation, XE didn't end up using any of his work and didn't pay him. It's like, oh, well, I, I have like I have 50% right to this fan patch. It's like, but you didn't work on the translation. Um, and I understand how he's upset, but he yeah. keeps coming XE, out. XE also has some issues with crediting people and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. But the, okay. the, the guy who did this hack keeps coming out with East fan translations 
but the forum posts are just filled with cursing and just like, I hate this community. I hate the East community. You all ported open <laughs> official release. He, he released a complete version of some patch that leaked and the installer was just cursed out the player for using it. So surreal. I kind of love it. That's <laughs> weird. So angry, but still so willing to just keep going with it. Yeah, I guess he just loves the series. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of fan translation, look at Mother 3. That's the only fan, that's the only English fan translation we're ever getting, apparently. So, hey. We'll get Mother 3 someday. I am sure of it. I'm surprised. I mean, I played it. I tried playing it once and didn't really get into it, but I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, too, especially because they keep releasing one. Yeah, like the fact that we got an Earthbound and Earthbound Origins or whatever it's called. Like, Beginning. That, that was a wild moment for the Wii U, for sure. Yeah, that's when I first played Mother 1. Although I, I didn't finish the whole trilogy until last year, and th- those games are so good. And, like, Nintendo will occasionally localize something like that or just put something out like that. And, you know, for the Wii U, that was kind of what they had to do to uh, to keep it going, right? And the Switch is kind yeah. of like, well, we got some stuff, I guess, we could put out for the Switch because it just, it just keeps selling. Jeez, this, this face boss who vomits the worm at you. This is some wild stuff. Yeah. A, I hate that fight a lot. Wait for its mouth open. Have some fireballs. I, I uh, died a lot of times on that fight before I finally got it to work. Yep. Just kind of keep it in the upper half of the room. And that way you can just go beneath it and just pummel it away. Yeah, you really got to kite enemies around. You kind of have to think of the bosses, especially as... Um, Puzzles? Like shooter bosses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, okay, this is how I need to change this pattern around why are there like mining tools stuck in its head? This is such a wild boss design. Uh, we should play Origin at some point. We should. I have that on Xbox One, actually. Have, have you played it? No. So Origin takes place entirely in Darm Tower, and you and see it's like a lot of those six hundred years before. Yeah, it, it's like what's described in the books of East. Oh, okay. I have Yee's Origin also. I I must have got that on some sale. But uh, yeah. all the bosses are remade from the one and two bosses, and you see. The one and two bosses remade basically as Othenfell Gana bosses. It's so cool. And, and I mean, eventually, we did it before Othenfell Gana because I would like to play the Switch version of that if it exists eventually. I'm up for either, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for Othenfell Gana. Either way. <laughs> okay. I definitely do want to play it. It might be sooner than later we can play if we get it. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, any last thing you guys want to say about East 2 before we go to Shelf Stacker Box? You should play them. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing we, we've been getting at that I, I think is really special about this game and the series is that it's sorry it's kind of a generic fantasy story in a lot of ways you know swords and sorcery the hero coming to save the day but it's told with such care and such detail and so much love it really makes a difference and i i think it's just a wonderful series and and a wonderful game oh yeah absolutely like there's nothing that's exactly special and that like oh what makes this truly different from any other fantasy story other than like adol being just this red-haired maniac killing everything but it all works in a way that makes it still feel like a lived world and a intricately told story. So I don't know what the word, how to phrase it. Like it, it seems like it's generic, but there's enough going on under the hood that you can still appreciate it and still get into it. It's done so well. Yeah, yeah I would agree. All right, let's go to shelf stacker box. And Daniel, why don't you go first? Before we talked, I was going to say stack just because I, I don't play this quite as much as one. But I, I think the next time I play one, I'll, I'll keep going with two. I'm, I'm, I've been having a good time playing this in the background as we talk. <laughs> there's so much I love about this game that we covered, and I just killed the face boss, and that was a great fight. Nice. <laughs> I hate so, that fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say shelf. Okay. And what about you, Dominic? I mean, I will always, I like in my collection, I'd always want to have a copy of this somewhere, one and two together. So whatever version that is, definitely on the shelf. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to put this in the stack i enjoyed it but i didn't enjoy as much as one i don't know to me maybe it overstated its welcome a little bit because and some of the stuff with the fireball kind of got to me a bit because i was having a hard time with it and i rather would have been bumping people but i'm so i'm very glad that i finally played it like this game has been on my list to play for years and now i finally have played them so i'm i'm very happy for that and i'm so i'm very glad it exists in a form that's easy to get a hold of without emulating without you can just pick it up on steam like that makes me happy that that it's there for people because game should be at this point if Mm -hmm. i'm on pc really worked out in the end yeah that's the nice thing about being a pc developer it's pretty easy to uh, well i was gonna say it's pretty easy to port your games but from what i've read it's actually was actually extremely difficult to get these running the way exceed wanted them to 
Um, so never mind, but I'm glad they did that. <laughs> I am just glad yeah. it, it exists. And I'm glad almost a majority of the series is on Steam. And yeah, so that makes the only one we're missing right now is five. Oh, okay. Like, there's a PS2 version that was re- redone, but five otherwise has just never been re released or like been available outside of Japan. Yeah, I'm I've sure never, they'll fix that. Yeah, I, I would assume a five remake is, is somewhere in the cards down the line. Now, they don't, now that they're going to do 10, I hope so. Like, it'd be just be nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. may as well release the last part of your series. Like they've done eight, nine, and ten pretty much one after the other. Like uh Salcedo was before that, but they've not yep. done a remake in a while. It hasn't been that long though. Like Vita, Salcedo was wait, yeah, was Vita. it was twenty fifteen? Yeah, it was actually a while. It was twenty twelve. That was ten years ago. Jesus. Oh god. <laughs> Time flies and having fun. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Time <laughs> <laughs> just flies. I don't know if it's really yeah. having fun. We just get older. I, I had some fun with that game. I, I liked it. It's my favorite of the seven style games I played. You got Adol's backstory, which is, I have mixed feelings about. It's weird. To okay. like and I can't find it in the catalog, but you can go listen to our first episode we talked about Yee's one. It's another mini. I don't know the number because I can't find it. <laughs> so we'll go check that out. Yeah, mini, sure. Us, us, rave, us raving yeah. about Yee's Mini is just my way of doing an episode that doesn't have questions, that doesn't take a full spot of the week, and it's just something that I throw. Yeah, it's just the way I call stuff. And uh, Dominic, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me in the Overblood Facebook group, of course. I'm also in the Dissonant Waves podcast on YouTube. You can always check us out there. I'm also on D- at D-A-C-I-C-H-O-C-K-I on Twitter. All right. And Daniel, where can people find you at? Normally, I plug my Twitter here, but Twitter's Twitter's going through a time. And I don't Still know there, how much though. longer I'm going to be there. Yeah, but they're like banning journalists and stuff. Like, I don't, yeah, it's getting I, a little... Uh... Yeah, I think I need to get off this website. Uh, so, I don't know. If you see me on the street, say hi. I'm the guy with the goatee. <laughs> I will tell you right now, I do not think that Elon Musk will last as the CEO of Twitter. Yeah, but I'm not using my, my Twitter much these days, so hi. I completely get that. <laughs> All right, and if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 400 other episodes you go listen to. Look in our giant catalog. We do video games, movies, comic, TV seasons. We do all sorts of stuff, whatever I feel like. So go look at that giant catalog. If you And you can also support the show. We do have a Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls that we do every month. So please feel free to do that. It's as little as a dollar and support the show. We have a Discord. You want to chat with us? You can also suggest things that could be on the show. Go join our Discord. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfury. You can follow her on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. You can find him a gamer looks at 40 towards his own podcast. Definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all so next just time. Just real quick, the yes. original East Mini is Mini 22. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was trying to search it and I wasn't I was having a hard time with it. So then I gave up. It's a great episode. <laughs> that was a fun You're time there. too. Yeah, this and and we just did the second two thirds of it. So yes, I'm I'm glad we did. All right, so check out all that, and we will see you guys all next time. And Sunday we'll see you for E3. All right, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.